0: ...in the Save Our Susquehanna group, and is one of the people who was at a meeting the other day where the Encina Corporation got a chance to talk about uh, their facilities. So, Sandy, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you for having us. I am also a member of the um, Climate Reality Project, which is what got us into the Save Our Susquehanna.
0: Okay, Climate Reality Project. I believe that's a new one to me. Just explain the mission of that briefly, if you can. It's an
1: international organization that wants to educate people about... Pollution, all of our pollution, air, water, land, and things we can do to change it.
0: Okay, we've got a lot of folks that are not uh, sort of on board in terms of helping in those areas. So, okay, so that is uh, Sandy. Glenn Moyer is back. We talked to him on our On the Mark program probably about a month or so ago uh, from Northumberland and is also involved in Save Our Susquehanna Group. So welcome back, sir. Hi. <laughs> good to be back I appreciate that somebody's got to call you sir other than me you look shocked to hear, to hear that so okay yeah when, when, when you go to Home Depot they call you sir don't they so sometimes okay <laughs> and you're doing a renovation project <laughs> in Northumberland so I'm sure you've been there all right save our Susquehanna group what is the latest Glenn or uh, Sandy you want to start out what's what's cooking lady with with save our Susquehanna
2: well we just had the uh, many of us were at the Encina meeting that was on Tuesday night. Um, So that's the latest update. I think we want to talk a little bit about the local concerns, which haven't been talked about enough by Encina. Um, I think it's very important for listeners to start reading up on this general plastic crisis that we have around the world, and also to look at the history of recycling in the plastic industry. Uh, Just as a general thing, I I think it's very important to start reading up on that and finding out that history as we go forward. Now, you talk about a plastics crisis, but it is not Encina part of the solution. Well, I don't think so. They've got the. It's a rhetorical trick to to say that this is advanced recycling. There's very little that you can consider recycling about it. Um, it looks like, although it's a moving target within Cena, they're going to be melting some of the plastic down to create fuel to burn to keep melting down plastic so that's not recycling and I think one of the other things that contradicts what Encina is saying about stopping the or uh, greatly reducing uh, the need for virgin plastic to be created out of the petrochemicals um, the American Chemical Council that has been lobbying and the industry's lobbying for this advanced recycling are saying that they're going to double or triple the production of virgin plastics over the next couple of decades how can that work if if it's going to be a circular economy how can you be uh, doubling and tripling the production and that's just that takes the earth uh... over the limit we already have plastic particles in the air the water in our bloodstream in our brains in our lungs uh... we can't take any more we have to go the other way sandy
1: the th- my biggest take is their technology is unproven i've been to every meeting that they've had since i think it was march of last year um, they kept talking about their prototype plant we could not find it. We couldn't find any permitting for it. Well, last night, they, or Tuesday night, rather, it, the prototype plant doesn't exist. They have a lab somewhere. That their process is being tested in phases. It's not as one operation, which I feel we need to test the whole process, not this piece and this piece and this piece. Um, so I I think um. They talk about this is the first one in the world that works like this, and all the places they're going, they want to expand to. But I think we in this area are the proverbial guinea pigs for this <laughs> unproven technology. And
0: what is wrong with that? What are the risks associated with that?
1: The biggest risk associated with it is their products. Um, benzene is their number one product. Benzene is a uh, Class A carcinogen, according to the EPA. Um, Both acute and chronic exposure can cause a variety of ailments, including cancer and death. The other, the mixed xylenes, the toluene, they cause a number of ailments breathing issues that type of thing they're not they haven't been tested to be carcinogens yet but they're not good for us either and and all of that stuff can end up in the Susquehanna River which uh, we don't. We don't want that to happen. We don't want the microplastics. We don't want the VOCs.
0: Okay, so you're concerned about the air and the water and truck traffic and uh, uh, property values. These are some of the things the group has, has talked about. Now there is all kinds of companies around here using all kinds of chemicals, and so far so good. Why is uh, this company at greater risk of harming their workers or us?
1: They are going to be creating large amounts of of benzene, especially. Um, I don't think we have any plants in the area that are doing that. I know Merck used, used benzene in their process, but they weren't producing benzene. Um, so it was in a smaller amount. They're also in the floodplain. If you look, they're in the 100-year floodplain, which means you have today, Today, we have a 1 in 100 chance of having a flood. Okay? So, uh, eventually that's going to flood. People who have lived here for any length of time have seen the water come across Route 11.
0: Yeah, we have 100-year floods every 20 years. Yes.
1: Ironically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... um I saw a video of a plant in Texas. It was during, I imagine it was during one of the hurricanes, I'm not sure. But anyway, the water came in. They had generators to keep their, you know, pressurized and coolant and all of that for their tanks. Well, after so many days and the water kept rising, the generators went out and that tank blew up like a rocket. It made East Palestine look tiny.
0: Okay, so there's a risk associated with this. And lots of question marks. Glenn, you are you have a science background, and, and you say
2: there's just too many things we don't know or they won't say. Well, yeah, one of the things that came up was very important at the meeting was the discharge back into the Susquehanna of the river. They want to take uh, 2.5 million gallons, is the recent figure, out of the river every day evaporate one third of that and then put the water back into it now here's one of the issues uh, that just came up in April of this year there's a lawsuit against the EPA for the failure to update limits on pollution, pollution discharges. And in that filing, you can see that the plastic discharge has not been updated since 1984, before we understood macro pl- plastics and nanoplastics. So Encina is very dismissive of this. They just, they just stick to the, uh, uh, what they say is, uh, it'll be as clean as it was before it came in. There was a recent study done in the Journal of Hazardous Materials Advances, and it's been widely publicized, um, about the massive amounts of microplastic and nanoplastics that are discharged from the washing process. And Sina mentioned that microplastics come out when we do our laundry from the plastics in our. Uh, clothing. If that's the case, how can they wash the plastic of a massive plastic dump and not be creating uh, particles? But to say that they uh, everything will be fine because the EPA will give them a permit, the EPA is not looking at, at microplastics. So those are the kinds of issues we local people have to look at. The science has greatly Advanced over the standards that are there to keep us safe. Well, Miss Sahandi has
0: that filter, those stringy filters. She brought one to our studios, or something that looked pretty comparable. And with you know, there'd be thousands of those, and that the water would be cleaner when they put it back in than it was when they took it out.
1: And I talked to um, their represent- representative from Veolia, who who manufactures it. Um, that that filter, those they're so tiny <laughs> that it has to be back flushed, and there has to be back flushed at least every 15 minutes, which which seems excessive to me. That's an awful lot of production time. Um, supposedly these um, the the pores in this tubing are so small but i i don't i have I have questions about okay. that, and it's done under pressure
0: what's save our Susquehanna going to do next
1: we don't know we've got to <laughs> regroup um, I would like to see us have a public meeting um, another public meeting we've had one um, and our our job is to educate the public um,
2: yeah I'd like That's to do more communication with the uh, organizations and en- entities downstream of the Susquehanna because we have a lot of issues that uh, this plant could be a catastrophe here but as far as water that goes all the way down to the Chesapeake Bay so anything that whether it's the flood whether it's the chemicals or the na- the nano uh, plastics are really one of the major concerns because they seem to do the the most harm to our bodies because they're so small you got a few seconds left for a
0: closing remark both of you first glenn an additional comment please
2: well we're going to keep keep at it <laughs> until we make them go away okay and sandy
1: we're going to try it's i think it's a bad idea i know there's a lot of jobs that people want to see but these are not the jobs that we want in this area
0: all right. Well, thank you both so much for what you're doing. SaveOurSusquehanna.org, mm-hmm. the website, and uh, you can get more information about Encina and the work of uh, this uh, this uh, citizen's grassroots movement uh, fighting the Encina plant and uh, probably working to help the environment in, in other ways as well. Sandy Hyman, Glenn Moyer, thank you both so much f- for coming in. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us.